so menopause in the sense it means that the permanent cessation of a menstrual cycle it it happens at the age of around 40 to 50 but now the age has been decreased it happens in at the age of 35 it happens due to the lifestyle of present generation irrespective of the age now uh, the body signs and symptoms and physiological or bodily dysfunction it it is not considered as a health problem but it is a physiological part of a healthy woman so what happens during the endocra uh, the hormonal changes that happens during menopause mm-hmm. so f- a few years prior to the menopause itself the ovary over ovarian follicles uh, becomes resistant to the hormones that is produced from the pituitary that is gonadotropins it doesn't accept the command of what it is, whatever the pituitary hormones are saying to it so it becomes resistant and uh, there will be no more follicles produced in the ovary so folliculogenesis is restricted so uh, the follicles to grow we need fsh mm-hmm. but the follicles is resistant to fsh and the follicles doesn't grow so when the follicles doesn't grow there is no estrogen produced okay and whenever the follicle is grown to its full size the estrogen is normally produced but now the follicles are not growing so the estrogen is not producing so before menopause around 50 to 300 picogram per ml of estrogen is will be present but after menopause it decreases up to 10 to 20 only that plays a major role in the health of a woman what happens when there is no estrogen the uh, there is a negative uh, feedback sent to the pituitary so the pituitary will be producing more of fsh so it will be trying to stimulate the follicles to produce estrogen because there is no estrogen this fsh will be produced even though there is a uh, there will be more of fsh the follicles are not going to produce estrogen so there will be high levels of uh, fsh and lh2 not only because of the follicles not produce uh, follicles not growing the fsh is increased but also there is a hormone called as inhibin which is produced in the follicles so now the follicles are not growing the inhibin is also not uh, produced so the fsh is not inhibited by any other hormones so the fsh is still more produced so what happens is estrogen estradiol or estrogen production drops down hence there is no endometrial growth so there will be no menstruation this is the uh, this is a simple pathology of uh, menopause that happens now what are the organ changes that happens during the menopause ovaries will shrink in size fallopian tubes will show atrophy the uterus uh, becomes smaller endometrium becomes very thin and it also becomes atrophy and vagina becomes very narrow and there is no elasticity there is a gradual loss of elasticity in the vagina breast fat is reabsorbed and bladder and urethra they also undergo the same uh, they also lose their elasticity mm-hmm. just as vagina that is the reason why the menopausal women have that urgency mm-hmm. incontinence all those things happens because of the loss of elos- uh, el- elasticity in the bladder and urethra then uh, coming to the bone metabolism during menopause 
so post menopausal women they have a high risk of fractures of bone mm-hmm. due to osteoporosis there will be the bones are not as strength as they were before because for the bone metabolism estrogen is required estrogen plays a very vital role to keep the bone strength in a normal level so estrogen prevents usually when when uh, there is a high level of estrogen normal level of estrogen it prevents osteoporosis by several mechanisms it inhibits osteoclastic activity and inhibits release of il1 by monocytes estrogen also increases the absorption of calcium from the gut so when there is an estrogen uh, deficiency there is a uh, low level of uh, absorption of the calcium from the gut also okay even though you take calcium supplements it is not absorbed because there is no estrogen and it is also help for the vitamin d uh, absorption also that is also reduced uh, during menopause all these will lead to the less bone strength of bone strength this is one about the bone strength what happens to the cardiovascular system the cardiovascular disease is also high in post menopausal women due to deficiency of estrogen so again the word cardiovascular disease cardiovascular yeah okay. it is also high in post menopausal women due to deficiency of estrogen okay estrogen it will prevent cardiovascular disease by increasing the hdl and decreasing the ldl hdl is high density lipoprotein mm-hmm. and ldl is low density lipoprotein hdl is considered as a good cholesterol that is required that that usually nourishes the heart it is a cholesterol which nourishes the heart and low density uh, cholesterol ha- low density lipoprotein has a tendency to block the arteries so estrogen helps in increasing hdl and decreasing ldl so when there is no estrogen this mechanism is also hampered i guess that's why it's so important to eat well when you're in menopause right because otherwise if you are predisposed towards bad cholesterol then you're going to you're if you're eating poorly and estrogen is not there then yes. you're not going to have high enough levels of hdl i've managed to change my own cholesterol very through food and exercise um drastically so <laughs> and estrogen also helps to inhibit the platelet uh, platelet aggregation so platelet aggregation is one of the cause for the heart attack mm-hmm. so whenever there is an aggregation it blocks the arteries so this estrogen helps it to reduce that platelet aggregation so because of all these things uh, the post menopausal women are prone for a cardiovascular disease more prone it is not that definitely it will happen but they are more prone for such kind of disease if they do not maintain their now uh, before menopause just prior to menopause there is a menstruation pattern that happens it will not be regular mm-hmm. just before the menopause so what are they either abrupt cessation of menstruation either the uh, menstruation will stop abruptly suddenly like stop it will not cause any problem it is very rare also and or another thing is there will be both uh, gradual decreasing both amount and duration mm-hmm. it may be spotting or delayed menstruation and lightly li- li- it leads to complete cessation mm-hmm. it should it will be gradual there is a amount of bleeding will be less amount of 
the between two cycles will be less and slowly it becomes such a uh, cessation another one is irregular with or without excessive bleeding it will be either with excessive bleeding or without excessive bleeding but irregular it will not be like time even though the amount time duration is less they have uh, the time duration between two consecutive cycles will be same but in this case irregular it, like it happens to uh, once in two months or once in three months with excessive bleeding or without excessive bleeding now coming to the symptoms of menopause what are all the menopausal symptoms that a woman face first and most important most common one is hot flushes hot flushes is characterized by a sudden feeling of heat followed by profuse sweating they will have they face very burning sensation majority in the upper part of the body and uh, followed by profuse sweating so this is because of the low estrogen level because uh, it it lasts uh, because hot flush coincides with increase in serum h lh level when there is a low estrogen there is lh level increase in lh level so this lh level is the uh, increase in lh level and low estrogen level is the main cause for the hot flushes to happen so it may last for 1 to 10 minutes other symptoms include vaginal dryness mm-hmm. urine leakage when coughing or sneezing urinary urgency that they need to urinate more frequently and it, it they cannot control it because the same thing estrogen produce estrogen deficiency produces atrophic uh, changes in mm-hmm. these organs so there is no elasticity so they not, cannot the sphincters will not be working properly so that leads to urinary agency or urinary leakage next coming to skin and hair there is thinning loss of elastic loss of elasticity and wrinkling of the skin because the estrogen receptors are present in the skin maximum are present in the facial skin so when there is no estrogen supplied to it uh, there will be loss of elasticity as how it happens in vagina it happens even in the facial skin loss of so the wrinkles of the skin mm-hmm. all arises due to that next is psychological changes mm-hmm. there is increased frequency of anxiety mm-hmm. headache insomnia then depression and they also suffer from dementia mood swings and inability to concentrate because estrogen it uh, it increases one neurotransmitter activity in the brain and it is known uh, to be very important for the memory mm-hmm. so since there is no estrogen they will have that uh, dementia problem when there is no estrogen then the that neurotransmitter which has to be there in the brain activity also decreases hence there will be dementia backache headache body ache numbness in the body parts nausea fatigue excessive tiredness this is the most common things that mm-hmm. that are seen the excessive fatigue and excessive tired tiredness so now coming to the ayurveda perspective of menopause so in ayurveda they have just given a term called as rajo nivritti rajo nivritti say it again rajo nivritti rajo rajo nivritti nivritti yeah okay rajo in the sense menstrual bleeding mm-hmm. 
that that term raja uh, we call it as raja that is called as a menstruation for this period of menstruation we call it as raja in ayurveda nivritti in the sense stop cessation or retirement that is called as nivritti so rajo nivritti has been mentioned in ayurveda Uh, there is no specific lakshanas mentioned uh, like there is no perfect particularly symptoms mentioned for menopause in ayurveda like they have just mentioned the term that rajonivritti mm-hmm. uh, rajopravritti has been mentioned that is menak mm-hmm. rajopravritti rajo is the menstruation pravritti is the starting mm-hmm. pravritti nivritti so they have mentioned those two words and they have menst- uh, uh, mentioned about the menstrual cycle how mm-hmm. it happens and all those stuffs that is regarding rajuni prati they just have given the name and so as there is no direct reference available of the symptoms of rajuni prati the it we ourselves we understood that as the datukshayaja lakshana and vishayate doshas mm-hmm. datukshayaja in the sense datu is tissues shaya mm-hmm. in the sense less Mm-hmm. So, everything that happens during menopause, we could see that uh, the functions of everything has been reduced. Mm-hmm. So every tissue has, uh, they have come down from their normal level. So datu shaya, shaya in the sense less datu is tissues, seven tissues of the body, seven datus. Mm-hmm. And vitiated doshas, doshas will not be in the normal state; they will all be vitiated. Mm-hmm. You know the seven tissues, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So uh, now, now doshas in menopause. What happens to three doshas in menopause? Mm-hmm. So you will know that in the early stages it is considered as kapha. Yes. In the middle part of the age it is called as pitta, and in the last it is vata. Mm-hmm. Predominance of doshas in the life cycle of a human being. in the initial stages that is in the when it is in the child children baby to children and on till adolescence kapha dosha will be prominent in the body mm-hmm. and in the middle age mm-hmm. during which our menopause happens mm-hmm. that is pitta predominant and during the old age mm-hmm. that is vata predominant mm-hmm. so menopause happens during this pitta predominant middle part of the uh, life cycle so there will be more vitiation of pitta when there is a prominent of pitta dosha the menstruate men- menopause happens there will be vitiation of pitta dosha okay and along with that there are some uh, it is almost nearing to the old age mm-hmm. so old age is predominant of vata so there will be having the influence on vata also so there will be high vitiation of pitta and vata during men- menopause okay that is the thing so based on the symptoms that is seen in the uh, during menopause it is con- uh, we have divided it as vataja pittaja and kapha based on the symptoms so while uh, menopausal women come to you mm-hmm. you need to an- uh, analyze which dosha is prominent mm-hmm. in them they might be having all the symptoms but you need to analyze because in some person uh, then my hot flushes might be very high Mm-hmm. in the other back pain may be the very high symptoms see hot flushes may also be there but it is not high as back pain in that person okay in this person hot flushes will be very high back pain is also there but it is very okay and mm-hmm. she can manage it 
so we have to consider this person who is having very high hot flushes and a little low back pain we can consider her as a pitta ja mm-hmm. she is having very high the sweating all those things are a relation of pitta mm-hmm. and pain is always vata always predominant okay all kinds of pain is mainly predominantly of vata mm-hmm. vata will be associated to cause any kind of pain okay that is the thing so we can consider the other person as a vata ja and things like anxiety and memory loss and all of that that's also vata right yes predominant of vata vata is along with pitta but vata predominant what would a kapha ja um, person be like what would their symptoms be oh we'll see that weight gain weight gain that is kapha ja thing mm-hmm. and you know you know vaginal itching if okay. it is a vaginal discharge we can consider that they are having more of kapha okay you just say what are like what symptoms you see and you can consider it as a vata okay they might be having headache mm-hmm. headache all pain kind of thing whenever it comes headache back pain knee joint pain knee joint pain will be the more common because there is bones are already weak mm-hmm. so there will be always a groan for the degenerative changes that happens during the in the bone okay. so knee joint pain back pain all those things happen mm-hmm. due to vata anxiety depression if it is a mood uh, mood swings vertigo all this complaint comes you can go in the line of vata okay. predominantly vata constipation then you know distension of abdomen weakness and pitta you can go hot flushes mm-hmm. excessive sweating burning sensation mm-hmm. burning sensation in urine okay then you can go to the pitta kapha you can consider three mainly that is weight gain uh, vaginal discharge vaginal itching mm-hmm. all those th- three things can be considered to be as a kapha okay kapha predominant now is the treatment required during menopause is a question because it is a physiological change that is happening mm-hmm. do we need to treat them if it is very mild Mm-hmm. the symptoms are very mild that they can tolerate it it is not like uh, it is normal thing mm-hmm. it is other than the normal that is for sure in their life no, lifestyle it is other than the normal but they can bear it mm-hmm. they can tolerate the those changes mm-hmm. it is not very severe that it affects their daily uh, life mm-hmm. uh, activities then uh, you can just manage with a massage mm-hmm. you can go with uh, normal you can just advise them to do massage it in your home give some oil and do massage at home mm-hmm. uh yoga pranayama mm-hmm. then relieves the calms their mind and everything will be fine but if the symptoms are very severe they cannot manage that mm-hmm. uh, thing like they they might be having just before menopause they might be having very high uh, heavy bleeding with clots mm-hmm. so those needs treatment mm-hmm. they have excessive sweating they cannot tolerate it depression all those things treatment will be required okay so you have to make the changes mm-hmm. you have to understand which requires treatment and which doesn't require treatment so mainly what doshas are affected now in men- uh, menopause is vata and pitta mm-hmm. so we have to concentrate m- mainly on maintaining them okay vata and pitta predominant we have to look into that and we have to 
specify that we have to bring it to normal that is the treatment main treatment protocol to be followed coming to what panchakarmas we can get mm-hmm. coming to snehana snehana uh, we have two categories of snehana external snehana internal snehana internal snehana is what you are taking yes <laughs> external is the body massage kind mm-hmm. of thing that is external snehana internal snehana external we can give externally uh, medicated oil to mm-hmm. apply we can give bala taila bala taila that is uh, very much helpful in reducing all kinds of pain it, it helps in reducing pitwata Okay. I mean, bala taila, shira bala taila, shira bala, shira bala, shira bala. Okay. Maha Narayana taila. Maha Narayana. Maha Narayana. Maha Narayana. I can see it in my head. Spell that. Okay. Maha Narayana taila. Okay. You can use these three oils. And Swedana, you can. advice but they always already will be uh, having hot flushes <laughs> and excessive sweating so they will not be uh, you know willing to take it uh, in to reduce vata we can give swedana that is fermentation swedana you understand right yeah steam 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 yes. kind of thing if you see that there is more of back pain of more of joint pains mm-hmm. you feel like giving swedana that relieves them you can give just dara dara in the sense pouring of that decoction to that part a little warm the decoction and pour it mm-hmm. pour it over the part like knee knee joint she pain she has okay first apply the oil which you have given bala taila or narayana namaha narayana taila akshira bala taila apply it and pouring of dashamula vata ಶಿರೋಧಾರಿಕೋಕ್ಷಿರೋಧಾರಿಪ್ರೆಷನ್ where a patient lie down mm-hmm. and on the forehead we pour the medicated oils okay you know synchronized pat so that is shirodara with shatavari taila we can give with shatavari taila okay and also dashamula kashaya you can also give it with dashamula kashaya okay next coming to nasya mm-hmm. we can uh, nasya actually plays very good role during menopause mm-hmm. uh, nasal installation of the oil that you are taking mm-hmm. okay. there is two types of pratimarsha and marsha nasya what you are taking for 7 days is marsha nasya marsha nasya marsha nasya marsha marsha and pratimarsha nasya is the one which you can do it daily here you are using how many drops how many drops they are using uh, i am used uh, sure but i think 6 yeah so mashanasya is around 6 to 8 drops okay. they use pratimashanasya 2 drops two drops that is daily they can use. how do you call prata prati prati marsha 
So uh, the procedure will be almost like the same thing, but they can do it at their home. Okay. They can just uh, give some oil that that you're giving for the knee joint only. You can give it for them to the face massage. You can give Kshirabella that that has a good role to increase the uh, complexion also. Okay. Kshirabella. So you can give uh, ask them to just apply, mm -hmm. and if they do not have steam at their home, you, they can just. Or wash their face with hot water mm -hmm. uh, because Pratimashanasya, uh, that is what seven days the treatment is given, that uh, needs all those things because they are pro giving high uh, level of like drops will be high. At home, we can just use two drops. Okay, that is fine. And these two drops, how, how, how many days or how long? It can be taken for no. a long time. Long yes. Time. yes. It can be taken for a long time. It daily anutailanasya that we usually say that people to do. That is this pratimasha kind of nasya that they can do daily. To okay. Perfect. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, you can advise them to just apply the oil, then wash the face with hot water, or you know dip the towel in hot water and just tap it, mm -hmm. and then instill the nasya. Followed by gargling with hot water, mm -hmm. and if they have duma stick, you can have them to do duma pan. That there is a duma pan stick. You will be doing. You are doing that after nasya. After nasya. Yes, yes. Yes. It's uh, like a cigarette. Uh, yeah. Smoke oh. From this. Yes. It uh, that is a core. You know, cloth. A cora cloth. It will be smeared with the ghee. And then it will be smeared with the turmeric, and it is rolled and kept under sunlight to dry it. Later we ignite it, so the fumes that comes we inhale and exhale through mouth. Okay, and that is the usual procedure that to be done. And uh, from what is it made? This this cigarette? Uh, cloth, cora cloth. What is it? It is a kind of a cloth. Cloth. Yeah. Cora. Cora. Kora cloth. And you said we will smear with ghee and turmeric? Turmeric, yeah. Sprinkled with turmeric and uh, made it to dry in the under okay. sun. When we roll it, then we use it, we ignite it and uh, the fumes that comes will be. And what is that for? Like what is the After Nasya we uh -huh. we usually do it. Okay. Okay. So that is a procedure. Okay. After Nasya. So you can advise Nasya with Kshira Bala one not one. That is a drops that is available. Okay. Chirabala one zero one one not one. Okay. That is a drops that is available. Uh, even Brahmi Grita might okay. be very much uh, helpful in cases of if there is dementia mm -hmm. and if there is even for the anxiety and all those uh, depression. Brahmi Grita plays a very good role. Okay. Uh, it is also said that these Kshirabala uh, 101 or is nourishes the pituitary gland as well. Okay. So it is best advised during menopause. We can. Okay. For the dryness in the vagina, mm -hmm. uh, we can give a tampon, medicated tampons mm -hmm. uh, with like Shatavari uh, Taila or Shatadauta Grita. Shatavari Taila would be the best one. Shatavari Taila. Okay. Is that something you have to get like from
from here or is it like something you can create at home? Uh, that means it, it can be created at home, uh-huh. but you need the shatavari also. Right. I would say the home, two home remedies is also available for a okay. menopause. For any kind of pain, you can give uh, arthritis conditions. You can give the oil for the massage, mm-hmm. followed by the pouring of the kashaya. Okay, that plays a very good role. Now, some of the herbs that that uh, is helpful during menopause. Mm-hmm. First one is shatavari. Mm-hmm. It plays very good role. So it helps to support the estrogen hormone and being coolant, it is useful in treating hot flashes. Okay. Shatavari is very coolant drug. So that helps in uh, you know treating hot flashes. And it also has aphrodisiac, rejuvenating and anti-aging effects. Okay. And hence it is useful in rejuvenating the body. And Shatavari is also explained as Medhya. Medhya in the sense it is improves the intelligence relieves stress, anxieties, and improves sleep also. So Shatavari plays an important role. Next is Trifala. Mm-hmm. Trifala is considered as an Rasayana. We just learned about Trifala. Yes. yes. <laughs> so we can use Trifala in menopausal women. Okay. It plays a very... How much would you use? You can use it as a chuna, mm-hmm. like powder form. Uh, you can just mix 10 grams with half a glass of water and have it at night. Okay. That is that will also be beneficial. Or as an individual fruit also you can have amalaki, amla. Uh-huh. Daily one amla is also a very good. Okay. Very good. It also acts as a very good rasayana. Daily one amla. Next is ashwagandha. Mm. Vidanya somnifera. It, it controls the effectively the vasomotor symptoms like hot flushes, night sweats, mm-hmm. palpitation, all those things. Eshtimadu is also good, that is licorice. Let's try it. Eshtimadu. Eshtimadu. crush. Yes. 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 And Bala. That is side card. So. If they have a complaint of heavy periods during menopause, mm-hmm. then there are some medicines that can be prescribed. Pushyan Kuchunda. It is used in menorrhagia, metrorrhagia, menstrual, any kind of menstrual disorder when there is a heavy bleeding. Okay. To stop heavy bleeding, okay. it is advised. One to three grams is given with rice washed water. This is the specific. Uh, uh, adjuvant that is set for this medicine. Okay. You know, uh, the fir- usually first rice washed water we discard it. The second mm-hmm. wash uh, rice washed water we use it because the first they might the rice might be polished, so we okay. discard it. The second uh, washed rice washed water we can use it. Okay. And there is also some other reference that uh, the particular word that is given for rice washed water is tandulodaka. Tandula Udaka. Tandula in the sense rice. Okay. Udaka is water. So okay. rice water. Rice washed water. Okay. So uh, there is some other reference also where they say that this Tandula Udaka is nothing but uh, we pour water, we put rice, we smash it. Mm-hmm. Like that water is called as rice washed uh, Tandula Udaka. Okay. And some others say that wa- washing. What uh, water we get after washing the rice, that is called as tandoori. 
so preferably now many uh, like everyone use the rice washed water only okay. they do not grind it and use this is rice washed water okay okay or with honey you can give with 1 to 3 grams either with honey or rice washed water okay once or twice a day before or after food another one important medicine is ashoka arishta ashoka arishta ashoka yes 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 so the okay. word is self says that ashoka mm-hmm. ashoka shoka in the sense depression or mm-hmm. very bad feeling or mm-hmm. you know with so much of suffering mm-hmm. that is called ashoka ashoka is opposite to shoka it relieves that shoka okay it relieves the depression or that suffering so it is also very important uh, like painful menstruation if there is heavy periods we can use ashoka arishta 5 to 10 ml once or twice a day after food usually arishtas are given after food before food it might create some gastric issues or something okay so we usually give arishtas after food next is patrangasava that is also indicated in heavy periods 5 to 10 10 ml once or twice a day after food to relieve stress anxiety mood swings and sleep disturbances you can give ashwagandha arishta that is also 5 to 10 ml twice a day after food okay and to remove improve uh, this strength and immunity you can give chavana prash aha uh-huh. okay and brahma rasayana brahma brahma rasayana rasayana yeah you can give that okay. one or balarishta balarishta you can also give when they complain of knee joint pain back pain okay when they have weak strength you can give balarishta bala in the sense it improves strength okay that is meant by what the word meaning of bala mm-hmm. so balarishta improves the strength of the person okay uh, but uh, you need know, you need to be careful when you prescribe arishtas because they add lot of jaggery oh. if cannot be given in diabetes okay mm-hmm. if the patient is diabetic you cannot use arishtas arishtas and what makes it um an arish 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 the fermentation procedure okay it, uh they you know the first they prepare a decoction of uh-huh. some herbs that will be mentioned uh-huh. then they add uh, water, water jaggery and some other uh, some other uh, uh, drugs are mentioned so they mm-hmm. add it and they store it okay they store it for some some many days that ferment that uh, creates fermentation okay okay this uh, there is a fermentation that happens so after a specific period of time they remove it that is arishta so if that is a fermented liquid so if you take it in empty stomach it will cause gastric irritation so it is always advisable to take it after food okay and if someone has diabetes would we just uh have it does if if their sugar control herb. is under good control okay. you can advise it because this is we are not giving in liters we are just giving 5 to 10 ml okay if it is uncontrolled diabetes it is best to avoid instead you can go for kashayas or any other churnas okay or tablet forms any other thing okay uh for the complaint of frequent urination or urinary tract infections mm-hmm. then you can go with chandra prabhavati chandra 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 prabha prabha vati 
ಸಾರಿವಾದಿ ಅವಲೇಹ ಸಾರಿವಾದಿ ಸಾರಿವಾದಿ ಅವಲೇಹ ಅವಲೇಹ ಫೈವ್ ಗ್ರಾಮ್ 
So this cashew nut contains a, a compound called as an acadic acid, which helps to maintain the healthy estrogen levels. Okay. So this and it also boosts the immunity and improves the mood. So cashew nut is good. And sesame seeds, five grams of sesame seeds. Sesame, sesame seeds. Okay. It has phytoestrogen in it. Okay. So it in, it helps in increasing the estrogen level in the body. Mm -hmm. Then jaggery or honey, along with ginger. Ginger. Yeah. Ginger, fresh ginger or ginger powder. Uh, you can use ginger powder. Okay. It is beneficial for thyroid and insulin levels, and to increase estrogen, ginger plays a vital role. So five grams of ginger. All all of these are powdered. Powder each are taken and it is pounded well, and a uh, little warm water is put and is made to a semi solid like a paste form. Okay, and every day morning, early morning, it should be taken with the warm water. These are the two home remedies that can be taken by How much of this powder? Five grams each of everything. Yes, but then uh, daily five grams. Five grams of nuts, five grams of cashew and sesame. Yeah, you can make the powder and keep it. Yes, and then, then daily uh, five grams each of of this of powder. Yes, five grams of this powder. So, an active lifestyle, exercise, and hobbies. These to be maintained by women. They have. They should. Uh, we should make them to engage in some activities. Okay. They, they should not be thinking of something else. Like they are not to be kept very much free. They are if they are engaged in doing some activities, they forget about these things. Mm -hmm. They their hormone levels are will be this thing. Reading books, social service, interaction with the family and friends, listening to music, and visit to religious centers. Early morning walk for fifteen to twenty minutes, okay. and early morning exposure to sunlight also helps a lot for the vitamin D. You can ask them just to sit for 10 minutes under early morning sunlight. Diet which is rich in calcium, like green leafy vegetables, mm -hmm. cabbage, soya. And soya, uh, you need to be very careful if uh, soya it also increases hypothyroidism. Okay. So if the patient is hypothyroidism, you need not, uh, you be careful, you best avoid, make them avoid cabbage and soya. Okay. Not recommended in hypothyroidism. Sesame seeds is very healthy thing. You can also mix the same uh, sesame seeds and jaggery, and I, I'll make them a kind of laddu, small small laddus, and even that only sesame seeds and uh, jaggery can also be made and given daily if they take it. That is also very much helpful. Okay. We can't really get. Oh, well, I can't really get jaggery at where I am. Is there a different thing I can use instead? Like molasses or honey, ghee, ghee. You can mm -hmm. have it with ghee. Okay. Fry sesame seeds mm -hmm. with ghee. Mm -hmm. Make it a powder. Sesame flax seeds. Flax seeds. Flax seeds. Okay. Yeah. You can fry those two uh, seeds in ghee. Mm -hmm. uh, then powder it daily, one spoon with milk. Okay. That would be better. Okay. And pumpkin seeds, carrot, dates. Uh, peanuts, walnuts, roasted almonds, roasted cashews, and spinach. 
fruits and vegetables are also and daily a teaspoon of ghee in the diet is well recommended okay for this osteoporosis kind of changes mm -hmm. where the bone is very weak the ghee helps in rejuvenating even for the dementia kind of thing okay uh, the ghee is also considered as one of the medya dravya medya is that which improves the intellect which improves the brain brain function ghee is considered as one of the medya dravya so you can use daily one teaspoon of ghee in your diet that is well it promotes con memory and concentration uh, foods to be avoided is high amounts of fried foods mm -hmm. oils excess salt intake mm -hmm. excessive and sugar mm -hmm. it is best to be avoided and if you are suffering from hot flashes then excess spicy food and coffee should be avoided mm -hmm.